Hey everyone, today we're going to hear from Daryl Stevens. He'll share his story from how he went from drug addiction and bankruptcy to founding and running a million dollar design agency. And he's going to give you his number one piece of advice for you to start your own business today. All right, everyone, welcome to Startup Revival. This is Matthew Bell, your host of Startup Revival. I am just super excited for today's guest. He is a dear friend and brother in the Lord here in Austin, Texas. He is what I would describe as, you know, the quintessential type of uh, hustle, roll up your sleeves type of entrepreneur. Um, He is the founder and CEO of Gigitech Web Design, a million dollar digital agency here in Austin. He's also the founder of ChristianMeditation.com, uh, which we'll get into and we'll hear a lot more about, which is super interesting. And in, and above all that, he is, he's got a radical testimony and he's a radical follower of Jesus today. His name is Daryl Stevens. Daryl, welcome to the program. Hey, what's going on? Glad to be here. It's great to have you. I have uh, actually thought for a long time that you'd be a great guest because you have a lot to say because you've been through a lot and you've got a lot of successes in business and I think the audience can learn a lot from you. So I'm just super honored to have you. So thank you for joining us, but let's dig right in. I want to get to know you. I want the audience to get to know you. Tell me a little bit about your background and wherever you'd like to start and how you became an entrepreneur. Yeah, for sure. So um, my story is definitely probably not the quintessential entrepreneur story. You know, I, I started off uh, I would say dealt a bit of a hard, uh, hard hand of cards in life. And uh, that led me, you know, through a lot of childhood traumas and, and suffering and abuse and things like that, that led me into a, a pretty severe drug addiction. So from about age, you know, God, it started at about 14 through 24 I was hooked on prescription uh, prescription pills and uh, eventually was actually an IV heroin addict, believe it or not. So, wow. um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy. I was, uh, you know, at, at death's doorstep, to be honest, at, at 24 years old, you know, uh, presented with a with a choice, essentially uh, had uh, two options. One was to accept spiritual help and, and the other one was to uh, face a, a pretty sure uh, quick death. Um, and so I, I chose the, the first one by the grace of God. And, you know, from that point on started seeing some miraculous, um, things happen in my life. You know, the, the way that I got into being an entrepreneur, um, it's kind of a funny story. You know, I was never looking to be an entrepreneur. Um, I think that most people who are entrepreneurs, really, it's a, it's a natural gift and it's a, it's a thing that we just have. And, and I also firmly believe that not everybody is created to be an entrepreneur. We have all sorts of different people created for all sorts of different purposes. Um, and there's a, there's a, a typical sort of phenomenon now where everybody's trying to be an entrepreneur, but a lot of people who haven't had success in that you know, don't necessarily know what that entails and the stress that that entails and the, the, the trials that that entails. And, and so it's, it's not always the um, beautiful rosy thing that we have a picture to be, but when you're, when you're called to that and that's your gifting, that's your journey and it's a beautiful thing. So for me, um, 
you know, uh, the way I got started as being an entrepreneur, it's actually kind of a funny story. I was, God, I was probably a year and a half sober and, uh, you know, really working on surrender. That's a, that's a big thing for me. It's just surrendering to God and, and asking for, for his will, not mine to be done. Because when I'm, when I'm operating in self-will and, and putting myself in the God position, it normally ends in a disaster. So really just praying and intentionally seeking God and as to the next, uh, next course of action in my life. And I remember praying um, about my future endeavors, my, my future job, that I'd be put in, in a place where I could be maximum service to other people and uh, that I'd be put in a position that would take me wherever I'm supposed to be in this life. And I end up working for this uh, surveillance camera manufacturer. They're actually an, an Asian company. Um, out of Taiwan and uh, you know I was working with them and quite honestly entry-level job right I think I was making like 30,000 bucks a year barely paying rent at an apartment that I shared with somebody uh, at, at what like 25 years old and uh, I remember sitting there one day and I've always had this natural propensity and uh, gifting in the areas of technology and computers and they had this terrible website. It was created in Taiwan and the, the language barrier didn't really translate over. And, and I told management, you know, we have to get a new website. And they didn't have a budget to create a new website, which, you know, it's going to cost you 10, 20,000. Um, and they actually allowed me to teach myself web design while getting paid hourly at the time for this particular company. And then, uh, so I built them a new website and, and kind of got back into the tech scene, which I had dabbled in as a teenager. And from that point, you know, I just started hearing the, I don't know, whispers of the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and I would just get thoughts like, uh, you know, other people have uh, these successful digital agencies. You could create one, too. If other people are doing it, why can't you? Um, you could make this amount of money. You could be of service and help these type of people. And so I just kind of took, uh, I stepped out in a leap of faith from that point and created a company, created some business cards and launched into the sort of entrepreneur life. And I can remember like one of the first or second clients that I, that I got, I was doing it. And this is what I always recommend to, to entrepreneurs um, is that, that you don't just fully jump in without some sort of plan, right? Because a lot of people are listening to this, probably working a day job um, and wanting to be an entrepreneur. Some may already be on the, on the course, uh, but one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give is don't just fully quit your primary source of income to start something that may or may not work out because the failure rate's actually pretty high for entrepreneurs, first-time businesses, things of that nature. And, and a lot of times it takes several years before it becomes profitable. Um, so what I did is I started running the business as a side business and taking on clients on the side. Um, and that gradually turned into full, full-time gig. And, and essentially what happened is, um, you know, I was making pennies on the dollar. I was making $30,000 a year. Uh, and I started uh, getting these deals. And I can remember I got a call while I was actually working for that company and I stepped out on my break and I closed like, it was like a $4,000 website or something, right? But that was my whole month's salary at the time, right? And so, um, and that was when I started, when I started to realize, man, if I only sell one project a month, I'm, I'm making the same amount of money. And that was the point when I started to, you know, I had some traction. So I, I jumped off the, 
jumped off the day job shift and went full time into um, into running the digital agency and being an entrepreneur. And at that point, you know, I, I really credit this to God and to just the the gifting and that was on my life because I know a lot of people who stepped out into their first business and even in the same uh, even in the same realm as, a, as being a digital agency. And it took them, you know, three years to be profitable, four years to, to make this. My first year, I went from $0 to $187,000 in revenue. And I had, to be honest with you, no idea what I was doing. I, I was figuring it all out. And then from that point, you know, it, it tripled once and it tripled again. And, and then it, it just kind of continued on that, on that, um, uh, trajectory but it's been it's been an amazing ride and, and that's how i got started wow there is uh there's so much to unpack there <laughs> i feel like i got a glimpse into your life i i want to step back just just a bit that's all amazing but what what time frame are we talking about in your life uh i mean what time frame right now how, how long ago was it that i think it's pretty remarkable that you went from a being a drug addict to only a year sober to having the revelation that hey i can do what I'm doing for my company on my own and, you know, keep all the value for myself. That's like the typical entrepreneur realization is if I'm selling for someone else's company, I could actually just create an agency, sell for myself and retain all that value. So how long, I mean, tell me about, you know, the path it took before, how long it took before you were able to really go full-time on your own and what was that initial like revelation realization process like and how can other people identify that type of opportunity in their own lives yeah totally and before i jump into that i'll just say um i i had i think i intuitively had that um that revelation that you just said and i actually met with somebody yesterday who's uh starting their first business and they think the same way and that's how you that's one of the indicators that might be an entrepreneur is when you start you know selling a project for like two hundred thousand dollars for somebody right and and you're making you know fifty thousand dollars a year you're like wait i could probably sell this for two hundred thousand my own and you know be doing it at that level so yeah I, i've always kind of known that intuitively but it didn't really click until later on in, in the in the journey but yeah, so for as for the timeline, it's looking back, to be honest, it is pretty radical. It's still radical to me. Um, I I got sober at 24, right? And so at 24, and just to be transparent with you, I was 24 years old. I had filed bankruptcy. I was I didn't even have a driver's license. I was uh, so I was bankrupt. I had overdosed, it was pretty much death's doorstep. Um, and I was on like felony probation <laughs> for that. That was, that got dropped down to misdemeanor eventually. Thank God. But, um, yeah, I was, I didn't have a lot of good things going for me in my life. Right. And so I get sober and, uh, man, we're talking a year and a half, a year and a half later, I started this company and went from, from making $30,000 a year to $187,000 a year. And now we're going on, um, we're going on eight years. It'll be eight years next October. So a ways away, but the company will be eight years old, same company. Um, and, uh, you know, my life is completely radically changed. I mean, I live in my dream house. I drive the car that I've always wanted. I've got a beautiful wife. I've got a baby that's going to be born 
literally the due dates tomorrow. <laughs> um, and it's just phenomenal, the transformation that's possible, that, that God makes possible. And then doing the, the work as well. You have to do the emotional work and the, the work to get well. It's not just a, you know, snap my fingers and it's all good. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the time frame, and it's, it is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's wild. And that's, that's truly a testament to a few things. One, that God can make all things new. And yeah. two, um, it is a testament to your own personal calling. Uh, you are on an accelerated track. You, you strike me and we know each other uh, well enough that I call you a dear friend, but not well enough that I know everything that's going on in your life all the time. Right. Um, I, I think I, it's a test. I see you as someone who, you know, is going after it in life, uh, really in, in tandem with your relationship with God. So everything that we've ever talked about, um, has always, uh, tied back to, you know, the spiritual aspect and you've got some really interesting things going on as far as some, uh, uh, as far as Christian meditation, which I really want to get into. Um, but it's, and I just want to take a moment to pause and just kind of honor what, what God has done in your life, which I think is really, really neat and unique. Um, so one thing you said earlier, which I, which I do agree with, and that is that not everyone is, is meant to, uh, meant to be an entrepreneur. It's a, it's a, it can be a difficult road. If you're not cut out for it, if it's not in your DNA, you're going down a path that will lead you more trouble than, uh, than good. It will lead you more trouble than good. Now, that being said, part of my heart and part of what we try to aspire to here at Startup Revival is to find the folks who may have never thought about it, but are called to be an entrepreneur and are just sitting in a day job that they don't like, or maybe have, you know, big visions and dreams, but they feel like they need to be doing a certain thing because of, you know, family legacy or cultural traditions. We want to be able to inspire those people to, you know, recognize the entrepreneurial opportunities in their life or perhaps their passion and, and pull out the folks that, um, aren't currently living as entrepreneurs and um, are called to it, but just haven't taken that step yet. So help. It, let's let's. I would love to hear from you because you you just jumped right into it, but you'd probably never thought about it. You know, you. I mean, your your story is so radical. You went from drug addict to entrepreneur a year and a half later, and and now you have a totally blessed, flourishing life and livelihood. Um, what 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 can we offer the? What can you offer the audience as far as uh, practical things to look for that, you know, might indicate that, you know, you, you would be called for entrepreneurship, uh, or you have, uh, an entrepreneurial, uh, DNA and, and how, how can we help them unlock that and launch them? Yeah. So I feel like one of the areas that's, that's really, really overlooked in the world, the, the world in general, and, and even in the church is your emotions, right? So I like to call it, I actually stole this from somebody, but you call it your emotional guidance system. So it's, it's not that everything your emotions say is right, but if you're working in a job and you're miserable and you're depressed and you hate your life, something's not right because that's not what God has for you. Now, that doesn't mean like I love everything about what I do. Like I hate writing proposals, right? But all in all, I'm in a position to where I get to help people, even though it doesn't look like, you know, like, let's say I was in a hospital or, you know, working one-on-one -on -one with somebody, but I'm actually helping other people grow and helping them um, with their livelihood and, you know, bring more money into their family and their businesses. And, you know, 
so God's put me in a position to be of service, right? So I feel like it's it's really learning to follow your heart, right? And listening to the Holy Spirit and meditation's another big way. So if you're if you're starting to have um, you know, suffering from some of those those sort of things, the depression and, and the misery and the, the discontentedness and the unhappiness in your job. And, you know, you, you feel sort of led, just listen to those props, whether it's the Holy Spirit, your instinct or your heart, like kind of listen to that intuition um, and, and follow that, right? And follow that. If it's not meant to be, um, you're going to find it really difficult. <laughs> so it's normally like I really I really subscribe to the belief that there's 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 a bit of a life path sort of predestined for us. The Bible's got some verses about predestination, right? I'm not not going there, but but I do believe that there's a we have free will, but there's also a bit of a plan that kind of weaves through it, right? And it it just kind of involves us um stepping into it one of the quotes that i always tell people is it's much easier for god to steer a moving bicycle than one that's sitting still right so have you ever sat in a car and tried to turn the wheel when it's parked doesn't really turn um and it's definitely not going anywhere right but if you're taking action and moving forward it's real easy for that little spiritual nudge or that course correction to take a left to take a right um, to get you to where it is in your highest and greatest good, right? So if you're getting those prompts and getting those nudges or the having some of those symptoms I was talking about earlier, check that out. Tr start researching. Start listening to podcasts like this. Start looking at business ideas. Start praying for opportunities to be unfolded. You know, what I find is you'll probably meet somebody that's an entrepreneur or somebody that's got a business. Doors are just, will start opening. It's it, 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 If you take that action and you start moving in the direction, it'll start opening. Either that or something else will open because God doesn't want you to be miserable and in a job that you hate consistently for the rest of your life. I mean, that's just not, that's not the plan. So, um, and then with meditation and we, you know, we can get into that later. Um, that's another huge area that that the church is missing out on, right? It is really pure, biblically sound meditation and just really learning how to quiet yourself and still yourself and listen, right? There's a lot of voices in the world that we live in. There's a lot of voices. I mean, even with podcasts, for example, right? I could go and find 500 podcasts on the same topic, right? It's hard to even know what direction to go there with the day of social media and, and everything with the internet you just were bombarded all day long with voices um and the only way that we can really get that clear guidance is just by learning how to quiet ourselves to sit there and to listen to that still small voice because that's how god normally speaks still small quiet voice but when we're real loud and everything's real loud it's hard to hear um, that for that direction, because the one thing I know about my particular journey, which may be different from other people, but I was brought to such a level of suffering and desperation and, and, and nearly death that, um, living the path of surrender is so much better than the path of self-will because the path of self-will, you know, even on my, my best day, if I'm not tapping into God's power, if I'm not really, um, walking with him 
man, I start doing crazy stuff. I start being dishonest in business. I start upselling projects. I start doing all sorts of crazy things. Um, even uh, when I'm trying my hardest, because it's that it, it's that power. That's what that comes from God, and He's the one that leads us and guides us and grows us and refines us. Sometimes the refining's in the fire. And being an entrepreneur, you're going to get exposed to a lot of fire, <laughs> and it's a great opportunity to grow um, and to become a better person. And uh, it's just quite a wild ride. But yeah, so hopefully the the new Christian meditation product when that launches in six months or so will provide uh, people in the in the church an, an opportunity to feel safe and comfortable um, tapping into. To, to Jesus through just stillness and quietness. Yeah, that's amazing. So guys, what what Daryl just said, I don't want to glaze over it. I think it's one of the most important things that you can hear today as a Christian anywhere, no matter where you are in your walk. And that is that God has not created you to be miserable all day long. And it is okay to recognize in your situation that you may or may not like what you do. Now that's not uh, a reason to stay there, and that's not a reason to you know live in a uh, in a miserable state or a miserable livelihood. If you don't like what you're doing, that's an opportunity to ask God and seek Him and surrender your will and say what 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 ideas do you have for me, right? And the Bible says that uh, God gives us the desires of our heart, right? And the even the word desire meaning means from the Latin means of the father, right? So he gives you the desires, they're from him, and then he ultimately gives them to you. So I like to tell people that, you know, God is not some angry, malicious um, uh, spirit in the sky holding a magnifying glass over an anthill, you know, waiting until we burn out in the in the miserable assignments. He um, He's given you great purpose, and he wants us to partner with him to, to figure that out. So Daryl put it so well. Um, I think that we should we, we all need to grab hold of that because it's super powerful. Um, but now stepping into the next thing, you talk a lot about meditation. I think that meditation, you're right, is something that is is overlooked in the church today. It's often associated with Eastern religions. Um, I think meditation is is one of the most valuable tools because it allows me just to focus on God and hearing, as opposed to me asking for something. And every form of meditation is different. Tell me about your Christian meditation product. Why is it valuable? Why is it needed? And what does it do? Yeah, absolutely. So so first of all, the, the product's not released yet, right? So we have um, we have the front end of the uh, the marketing website built christianmeditation.com, but the app and the content is actually in curation and in development right now. But uh, so the idea of the product actually came to me in a season of uh, pretty intense suffering. And I just started getting these, th these urges, these prompts um, to still myself and to be quiet and to, to learn how to meditate. And, and I would say I'm a, a, a mystic by nature and that's just kind of who I am. And, and with some of my experiences and some of the encounters I've had, that's that's really part of my DNA. But really, what the Christian meditation product is designed to do is to bring back meditation for the Western world, right? So meditation right now, like you said, is really have, has a stigma in the, in the church. So it's associated with other religions, associated with 
you know, Buddhism and Hinduism and, and a lot of Eastern traditions. And as a result of that, you know, the majority of the church has labeled meditation as demonic, where uh, it's just not true. Like, don't get me wrong. There, there are some types that don't have a, um, that aren't aligned with my values, I would say, that don't really have the, the, the vibe that, that I'm trying to attract into my life. However, if you study the history of Christianity, and you look back to the time of Jesus and to the early church fathers and, and, and all of the, the monastic times, um, you're going to find it, it was more called contemplation back then or contemplative prayer. But honestly, it's just a form of meditation. And you look at like a Saint a Teresa of Avila and, and some of these um, some of these mystics from, from the early church, they were walking with God. They were having radical encounters with, with God. They were, um, they were doing things that I aspire to do. Right. And in, in the world that we live in, like reality is, is that we're not, you know, we're not afforded the luxury for most of us to, you know, lock ourselves up in a monastery and, and meditate, you know, for 23 hours a day, or, you know, do centering prayer or, or contemplation for that long. Um, because, you know, that's, it's, it's an expensive world to live in, but, uh, you know, and also I don't feel like you're really of much service. And I, I think a big part of life is helping others. It's really getting outside of ourself and our ego and what we want, 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 and what can we give to other people, right? So I really believe that um, bringing in meditation or really just bringing it back, making it more well-known and making it um, safe for Christians to learn how to meditate is going to be immensely valuable um, because it's a, it's a, it's just a necessity for us to learn how to be quiet. And the world is so busy that bringing meditation into the church is my, my goal is that it will help millions of people um, encounter God and change their life and reduce anxiety. And the, I mean, if you look at the scientific research on meditation, it's phenomenal. I mean, there's dozens of studies that have been done about the changes in the gray matter of your brain and what actually happens with the regular meditation practice. Um, and it's something that we all need in this five, what, I, what I call a 5G world. It's about to be a 5G world that we live in. Um, and, and it's just something that's, that's really, really needed. Yeah, that is so powerful. What, one thing you said there that really struck me is, you know, the power of walking with God as opposed to just being a saved Christian, right? There is, um, and it, that takes intention to, to get to that place, to really invite God into all those areas. And it takes a, an active prayer life and an active study of the word, but um, to really walk in those encounters, you know, but there's so much power that I think the church is missing out on because we are not intentional about making our life about having God uh, walking with him side by side each day and, and having supernatural encounters on a daily basis, or even in the context of context of business, bringing the supernatural into your business. So what about if you're walking with God and you walk into that big proposal to $500,000, you know, deal 
uh, and having God be the one to do the talking supernaturally while you're in the room because of the just the the way you're aligned spiritually with heaven is, is so unique to me. And I think I agree with you. I think meditation and prayer are are key to that. So tell me a little bit more about the product. You know, I want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to do you have a mailing list they can sign up for for pre-launch? How can they get plugged in? Yeah. So if you go to christianmeditation.com, there is a pre-launch mailing list that you can get signed up for and stay tuned for updates. We're also on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash the T-H-E Christian Meditation. Um, and so you can join us and follow us on, on both of those realms. So the products are going to be guided meditations. So they're going to come in bundles. There's going to be various bundles for various topics, right? It can be um, a, a bundle for sleep or a bundle for reducing anxiety or a bundle for increasing, you know, self-esteem. There's going to be various tracks and various topics in addition to a daily meditation that you can follow, uh, follow along um, daily and get a new meditation directly on the app. So they're going to range from 10 to 20 minutes in length for the actual guided meditation. You'll be able to put your headphones in. Um, sit in you know, a comfortable or upright position and, and just begin to listen and still yourself. Take three deep breaths, drop down into the area of your heart and focus all your energy on your heart, which is, is really the center. That's the place where we meet God. We meet God in our heart, in our, in our emotions, in, in, in that central place where, where our spirit lives. And um, the coolest thing is for, for everybody in the church is that all of the content is is going to be vetted so this is content that is biblically sound this is content that's all about jesus it's got the energy and the anointing and the goodness of jesus on the products so you can really um, trust the product and um, you know fully surrender to that process of encountering god through the meditation without having to have your walls up, your defenses up, because I, I'm, I'm very keenly aware that this is a paradigm shift, right? So bringing a product like this, um, I can only imagine the pushback we're going to get, right? There's going to be, there's going to be a, a lot of people not happy with it. There's going to be a lot of people that love it. Um, but all I can say is that this, this product, I want it to glorify Jesus and I want it to help people. And it's going to be, it's going to be all Jesus. It, that's what it's going to be. So, you know, if people don't like that, then I'm so sorry. It's going to be something that is going to help a lot of people out. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't apologize. I think any, anytime you're doing something new, there's always going to be a religious uh, arm of the church that is going to oppose it. Um, and that, you know, healing for a long time was unpopular, you know, and we all believe, you know, so I would say that, uh, this, what you're bringing to the market and what you're bringing to the church is needed and necessary. So I bless it. Um, and we look forward to seeing it. So guys, you, you saw it, um, or you can go on to christianmeditation.com, sign up, uh, for the pre-launch, get plugged in. If you have questions about it, you can, you can contact them through christianmeditation.com. And, uh, and, and we're all excited for that. So that's great. Um, so shifting gears a little bit, as we start to kind of wrap up Daryl, one of the things that we really like to impart, um, to the audience is, is practical, uh, tips and tricks and best practices, or maybe 
pieces of advice that they can take with them and put into practice today. So if, if someone is hearing this podcast for the first time and they're super inspired um, by the just the idea of maybe starting an agency or launching a, a, a product of their own, what, what would be your number one piece of advice to give to an entrepreneur who's stepping out for the first time right now? Yeah, that's a good one. So I have one that's probably not going to be what uh, the typical entrepreneur advice would be. So um, there are, everybody has advice, right? So I don't really care who you are. There's something that you struggle with, even if you can't admit it or can't see it. Um, I will tell you from my experience, uh, whether it's in the church or in business, there's two really big areas that people get twisted up on. And that is around money. And that is around sexual things, right? So what I'm going to talk about today is around money. So, um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are driven by the desire to make X amount of money. Now, that's not necessarily bad if that's where you're at in the journey. And that's where I was at at one point in time. The, the thing that I want to caution new entrepreneurs on is to know your why. Know why you're getting into business. And if it's just solely about money and, you know, that's where, that's where you're at in your journey, that's okay. But start asking God the questions of, of why. Why am I going to be in this business? Why am I going to do this? Who is it going to help to get outside of ourselves? Because the mistake that we can make, and I, I'm saying this, as someone who's made this mistake in business. So if we struggle with a poverty mindset, right? And we get into business, what it looks like is we make a lot of bad decisions, especially um, as we're learning. And it's really easy to get into business, to start making money and to start getting into uh, striving, to start getting in. To, to be honest with you, just start getting greedy, to start um, not having boundaries, to start taking on projects or clients that are, quite honestly, probably not a good fit, or you have red flags, but you take them on anyways. Um, and the one thing that I've learned on my journey about that is it's all driven by a fear of not being provided for. And normally it goes back to a father a father issue or that can exacerbate it. But I just want to say that to be aware when you get into business, um, because if you start being dishonest um, and, and the dishonesty can actually look really, really clever. So for me, it was like, well, you know, maybe I'll just upsell this project a little bit. Maybe I don't like have the best skills to do that, but I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll learn how to do it. Or maybe, um, maybe you're, you're upcharging, you know, the, the project costs to an, to a exorbitant amount or a higher than fair amount, or you're, you're, you know, working for one hour and saying you worked for four hours, that type of stuff will eat your lunch. If you're walking a spiritual path, this is just my experience. I can't do that sort of stuff. <laughs> if I do that sort of stuff, I, I stop sleeping. I have all sorts of emotional issues. Um, it doesn't work. I, you know, there may be people out there. It, it, it seems like there's people out there that can live that way and that can do that sort of stuff. That's that's what it looks like from the outside. But that's not the spiritual path. And that just doesn't work for me. What happens is if I live that way, I end up getting sued. I end up, you know, having 15 clients that are pissed at me because I can't 
complete their project on time or whatever, and it's an absolute nightmare. So um, learning the what's driving you, what fears are driving you, and then um, taking that stuff to God and, and working through that, what, whatever that looks like for you, um, working on some healing in those areas will help you be much more whole in business and it will save you a tremendous amount of suffering and also it'll bring a tremendous amount of blessing into your life because when you're working with a pure motive to help people to do the best job you can to do excellence deliver excellence in what you do and uh the, the money i find comes as a secondary fruit of the effort that you're putting out uh, of doing a good work of doing a pure good um service to the world the money seems to come secondary so you don't even have to strive the striving comes from self-will and from ego and from fear and surrendering that stuff to god getting under god's will and kind of just flowing with the spirit it works out so much better so if i could say anything there's a lot of directions that i could have went with that one that is probably some of the hardest lessons that i've learned and so i wanted to just release that to everybody today that's great. So guys, wrap to 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 package that all up. Know your why and and be in be aligned with God and don't be chasing that money. <laughs> uh, and you know what? It's funny though, and I could totally attest to that because as soon as I stopped in my own life pursuing money, things that I just am passionate about and I know that I should be pursuing start to be blessed. Um, and because you're you're being obedient to what with the desire God has put on your heart. So I totally love that. So anyway, Daryl, thanks so much for joining us. This has been a real treat. You are an inspiration and we just bless your work. Uh, we look forward to the launch of Christian Meditation and I would love to have you back on when it does launch so we could talk all about it. For sure, man. Thank you so much for having me. 